sleep doesn't have to be hard. Sleep Takeout gives you real practical sleep solutions and your questions answered. I'm Dr. Vaughn, and I'm a licensed psychologist. And I'm Dr. Zatuni, and I'm board certified in sleep and pulmonary medicine. And we are coming to you from Florida, and we're here to talk to you about sleep advice without a pill. This Sleep Takeout podcast is for information and clearly just entertainment purposes only. Uh, this podcast is not intended as professional or legal advice. This podcast is not treatment. Sleep disorders and mental health conditions are major health issues and need to be individualized with your healthcare provider. Sleep takeout is not a replacement for professional advice or recommendations. And welcome back, Michelle. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Ooh, it's 2022 to all our listeners out I there. can't believe it. I know. It's crazy. So, and like, we're, we're still in Florida, and yeah, it is nice and warm. We did not leave the state relocate <laughs> no and we're not under a foot of snow or two feet of snow or however much i forget how much snow is happening no this year that. was actually really warm my brother yeah. was visiting from colorado with his family and we were at the beach we had your own white kind of snowy powder snow it just was thing. so strange to see like the santa claus is walking up and down the beach yeah. and you know it'd be 80 degrees even santa needs a vacation though. absolutely yeah. that's just not his vacation day that's true. I wouldn't wear the whole like suit though. Like that, I feel like that'd be hot. Oh no, there was no full wearing suits. They yeah. had they had definitely had their bathing suits on and their oh. sa- their Santa hats on. It's like the Canadians when you see the Canadians. And even the their beach. puppies were dr- dressed up. We were at a beach where there oh, were dogs, so the the puppies had their Santa hats and their I little presents stuff on there. The beach. You know, <laughs> it's 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 the west coast of Florida. Right. At least people are wearing clothes. I'm glad they, well, not in all parts of the West Coast of Florida, but I'm glad, I'm glad it was a fun It was family time. friendly, so we were, we were good. It was. But it was everybody was in a, in a pretty good mood, so it was yeah. nice. Awesome. Yay. Well, good. So it sounds like a great holiday season. So, and now moving into the new year, new things, exciting times. So I have a little bit of some sinus congestion, but other than that, doing well. I'm kind of excited for the next year to start. And to do more podcast recording. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, really some high aspirations for this year. We so do. We, we're going to cure every one of you by the end of 2022. We were just talking, you know, if yeah. if really looking at the lineup of things that we have going on this year, right. you know, if, if you really stay tuned to this podcast, you are going to be such a better sleeper. Absolutely. And at the very least, you'll know how to interpret Amazon reviews. Yes. All right. That's uh, our number one skill. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's really nice when there's so many products out there that just say, oh, this is going to help you sleep. And it's, it really brings to a good point is how mm-hmm. many people have sleep issues. You know, if it wasn't an issue, it wouldn't be for sale. Absolutely. Um, but so much of this is uh, just a lot of people trying to do very similar things. And yeah. what we're trying to bring up uh, many times is what some of the things are that might be contributing factors to why you can't sleep. Absolutely, absolutely. Which brings us to our first product to review for 2022. And this one is called, it's by The Sharper Image, and it is called the Power Percussion Deep Tissue Massager. Now, Dan, I actually have something very similar that we just got last month, so uh, I'm happy to, to put my input. Now, I have not seen this one, but it looks very similar. Um, it has an extremely scary picture on the front. Of this person just showing all the different places that you can have pain. And then you, you told me when we first got here that they actually don't recommend you use it on certain parts that they're actually showing a picture of. Right. Absolutely. But it, but you kind of clarified it depends on which adapter that you use for this thing. Yes. So 
Um, so I picked this one up just because, number one, I feel like I've seen more of these around lately, and I was like, oh, I want to try that and see like how it actually helps, because the goal is that this is something that you might use as part of a potentially like getting ready for your wind down routine or something to relieve any type of muscle tension um, that might be kind of contributing to you getting a nice restful kind of sleep. Yeah, a lot of people do list pain as one of the main factors mm -hmm. in why they can't get comfortable to go to sleep. Absolutely, or waking up in the night with pain. Um, but so this thing, pretty kind of number one, it does actually have a nice little like texture feel to it. Yeah, he's going to do the uh, turn it on so you can, you can on. hear we'll a little bit of the noise. It. it is not real quiet, but it definitely. Oh, wait, I, well, if, I, if I bump the mic, you can definitely hear it. The, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now it's on. It, it glows in the dark. There's like a little it does. It ring on the bottom. Like thing. It kind of honestly, what it reminds me of, it looks like a power Corvus drill. Like a, doesn't it? I bet many drills that get returned could use motors like this. And if right. it's if it goes even slower, it could be a toothbrush. That's true. I do like electricity stuff. Um, but what so I tried it, and I actually and I tried it on 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 Mac. He loves it. it feels amazing. Um, I've tried it actually um, on myself. Um, my six year old also tried it out on me. She just thought it was fun to like just be like a. It's kind of just like a toy, essentially. But it is really good on any of those, like, deep kind of muscle tissue areas. Like, especially if you have, like, your thighs are hurting you for some reason or, honestly, your back. And that's where it's really, like, it's helpful for um, for pain that is not going to be related to anything that has damage attached to it. So, like, if you um, just have maybe some, like, muscles that need to be massaged, not necessarily if you have a bulging disc or if you have anything else like that, that's probably not going to be the best. Um, thing from that perspective. Yeah, yourself? so yeah. have you tried it before you go to bed? Um, I have, um, mainly, but it was just on my legs, which actually did feel amazing. I find that there's like a residual, like, tingly feeling. It's almost like you feel, um, uh, you just honestly, you, you feel like you've been vibrating. So the best example that yeah. I can tell if you haven't tried this before is when you take, take your roller skates or your roller blades off. Uh -huh. And your feet are still vibrating from, yep. like, that rolling motion. So I think there is a, a vibratory residual that comes from mm -hmm. it. It doesn't really feel bad. It, I don't think it's dangerous. But it mm -hmm. definitely is, wow, you know, you don't you don't feel that it's percussing as fast as it is. But there's no way someone could uh, even use their hands to kind of massage that mm -hmm. quickly. Absolutely. So, would you say it's a positive, uh, a positive purchase so far? I would say I like it. So, I got this for how much was it? It was eighty dollars. Um, so, a little bit on the pricier end on things we've reviewed on the podcast before. But, um, but I would say so far I've enjoyed it. So, it's actually been like a helpful thing, and we all know about my Peloton habit. It's very helpful for that um, too, especially if you're doing one of those like harder like power zone rides, and you're like, oh my gosh, I really do feel the burn. Because I don't like feeling the burn in the moment, mm -mm. but uh, what I really don't like is the burn that like stays with you afterwards, and you're like, oh my gosh, I really hurt. But that's this is helpful for that. So. Yeah, um, I saw online there's a couple, um, you know, gymnasts and sports people that review the um, more popular mm -hmm. and more expensive Theragun. Oh yeah. Um, I think the Theragun definitely has a better handle mm -hmm. or holding. It's it's a little bit more ergonomic. These are a little top heavy if you don't have a, right. some good upper body strength, but um, definitely you can use it on other people in your household. Mm -hmm. You can use it on yourself. I find it uh, it's kind of a, a nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's like your cordless like 
power personal, drill. Personal massager. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Although it is, it's always better when someone else like does it to you though, especially like on your back and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know what we should create though? A way to like attach this to the wall so that you can like, you know, like massage your back. Kind of like what you do like on like a, a doorway opening, you know, sometimes. You have to hook it onto that other yeah. project that we reviewed, that plastic big humongous then it looked like a hanger. Oh my gosh, yes. The the back cane, the back, no, back buddy. It was the back buddy massage. I bet there's some Gorilla Glue that you could. Oh my uh, gosh, we could. Yeah. We could get our own. We could make it 3D printed and then we can create our own little, like, gosh, it would look more like a, I don't know, like a torture device at that point. Who cares what it looks like if it works? That is true. If it, if it hits the spot, you know, it's a great, it's a great little thing from that perspective. So, so what are we going to talk about today? So today we're launching into 2022 talking about insomnia and specifically we're going to take a deeper dive into CBTI or what's, uh, that's just an acronym for cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And we actually going to take you guys through all kind of six component sessions of CBTI. So if you are someone who is living with insomnia or just sleep problems in general, I think honestly, there's a lot of good information in here that could really benefit anybody, regardless of whether you actually have um, symptoms that actually need diagnosis for primary insomnia or some other condition similar to that. Um, but I would say I'm excited. So we're going to go over that, a lot of information with that. Um, so yes, that's, that's the goal for today, um, is mainly just to get a good idea of what is insomnia. And I want to start out, though, by asking you, why is it important that we always kind of narrow down the symptoms that you're experiencing to make sure that it's actually insomnia and not something else? So, um, you know, insomnia has a couple of different definitions. And when you think about insomnia, it's, it's that difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep or waking up before you'd like to wake up in the morning. And I think the biggest issue that, that we're kind of trying to tease out in the sleep world is, is this insomnia or is this a manifestation of another problem mm -hmm. like depression or anxiety mm -hmm. so sometimes people um, are fearful of the night and they might be fearful due to a past trauma or they might be fearful because um, it's a, a change of routine so you talk about whether it's a kid or off offhand I'm thinking you know maybe somebody whose spouse works uh, night shift as a police officer Absolutely. and then they're not comfortable being able to go to sleep without mm -hmm. that other person there and having that worry. So it's really important that... Or nightmares. I have a few clients that I work with who have had actual mm -hmm. night, nightmares and then night terrors, actually. And mm -hmm. the more that those happen, the more mm -hmm. that you actually have a almost a um, aversion to just it getting dark at night. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So... One of the key parts for, um, I think, for insomnia, though, is that we want to we want to pay attention to a few pieces. Number one, how often is the difficulty happening? Number two, how intense is it? Um, whether that's you know difficulty falling asleep or difficulty waking up after you've already fallen asleep, or this one is a little bit less rare but still prevalent, which is waking up early. So waking up long before. Now, I find that pretty odd that you told me that because in in the sleep world, they teach mm -hmm. us that that has a lot more to do with uh, depression and anxiety symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I would figure you guys would see that much more commonly. I think it depends on what how it looks, which I think you're absolutely right. It's always kind of clarifying what exactly is showing up. And the key piece of this is how, how much is it impacting your life? Like to what level is it really impairing you? And 
usually when you know somebody comes to see me, the level of impairment is that it's impacting their their work in some way, or it's impacting their relationships in some way, or it's impacting some other aspect of their life in that way. So that's when it becomes a problem. Now they often will come and see you um, or their primary care doctor a long time before they see me, um, and that's usually because people want to try something else before, whether it's like you know sleep medications or some over-the-counter melatonin or something like that. Well, a lot of times with sleep, and we've, we've touched on this before, is they really want a quick answer. They want something like uh, equivalent to an antibiotic to take away a sinus infection. And unfortunately, sleep problems take time to come on, and then they take a lot of time to come off. But what we're trying to focus on with this series is the crux of some sleep disorders. It's really important to address that, just like many other things in your life, you have strategies that you've used Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are broken records. And by fixing the strategies, you can actually, I mean, make it so that you don't have this problem again. Mm-hmm. And when it does arise because of, you know, situations, you can get rid of it without, you know, professional help. Oh, 100%. I would say the, the number one takeaway message for anybody um, from this podcast, especially as it relates to sleep in this first episode, especially if it's insomnia, is that insomnia is not that you're waking up in the night with difficulties. It's that you can't go back to sleep with those difficulties that show up in the middle of the night. And that, and a big reason for that is because what you do and what you think affects the way that you approach your sleep. And that's a key part that we're going to kind of take a deeper dive into today. Okay, so let's break it down. So cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. is cognitive is thinking. You got it. Okay. And thinking can be complicated, not just what you kind of actively tell yourself, but also things that um, are what we call kind of uh, automatic assumptions that can kind of show up. So That's a lot of big words. It is. Let me break it down even further. Just things your mind does without you even thinking about it. Okay. Like that's another kind of key way for what cognitive can be. Okay. So cognitive and then behavioral. Yep. And behavior just means actions, so the stuff that you do. And I would say when it comes to CBTI, or really insomnia in general, your behavior has a really big impact on what you do, maybe even more so than how your thinking impacts the stuff. So behavior is just a fancy word for actions, like what you're doing. And then the word therapy. So therapy implies them being treated or? You got it. So therapy in this situation just applies to. It's like an extra little word there. It is. That, that, I would say the therapy is just kind of like the... But it sounds like it actually might be the most important part of this mm-hmm. is the fact that you've addressed that there's an issue mm-hmm. and that you're willing to use um, treatments yep. for it to get taken care of. You got it. Well, and I think a key part of what therapy is, is and it's how you really apply it to your personal life and your specific situation is what the therapy kind of word really means because it's a bunch of different techniques that on their own aren't necessarily going to be super helpful, but when you can apply them consistently together to your unique situation, that's when you're really getting the most benefit from it, which is why we encourage all of you, all of our listeners, to definitely make sure that you are working with someone that knows your specific situation, um, since what we're doing right here is not treatment. Yeah, so let me tell tell you, um, when you are interested in treating your insomnia, and you are thinking that you're interested in looking into cognitive behavioral therapy, um, 
One of the first things that I tell people is to find um, a therapist or a psychologist or provider uh, who is very comfortable with doing this type of treatment and ways to start, um, I guess, thinking about how what affects their sleep and how their sleep's affected. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things is maybe starting to keep track of your sleep. So mm-hmm. tell me what that looks like. Absolutely. So this is really just kind of a sleep log. And a lot of times um, when, when clients come to me and they say, look, I kept a sleep log, like this is when I went to bed, this is when I woke up, this is how many times I woke up in the night. It's a great first step because it's really what you're trying to take a look at is consistently when are you falling asleep, how long are you sleeping for when you wake up in the middle of the night, how many times was that, and ideally for how many minutes were you awake, and then what was your wake-up time the next morning. Now, what I can tell you is that most of the people that, that I meet with that have started keeping a sleep log before they've seen me don't know how to actually do the calculations on their sleep log before we start working together. Because the log itself is actually not what gives you insights. It's being able to crunch the numbers to say what was your time, total time spent sleeping, what was your total time in bed, what was your how long did you experience WASO or that wake after sleep onset, and how did you respond to all of these things is a key part of how a sleep log is going to be important on that. So I think it's kind of interesting when, um, you know, people are looking at their sleep logs. It, you know, any amount of information can be really helpful. I give them a sheet mm-hmm. uh, with some ground rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may or may not be helpful for you because one of the ground rules I tell them is not looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. So. On my side, I would find it a lot more helpful to kind of guesstimate the times mm-hmm. and just understand the frequency of the awakenings and mm-hmm. about how many times. So I do ask them to maybe quantify like how many times you would you be able to say your ABCs or you know um, how many games of solitaire did you play with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really is is helpful. And you know, remember, people run the gamut. Mm-hmm. is they some of them are going grocery shopping at two and three o'clock in the morning right. some of them are doing multiple loads of laundry and other people they get up to go to the bathroom and they think because they haven't fallen back asleep the minute that their head hits the pillow mm-hmm. that that's abnormal but being awake is actually a very normal part of sleep mm-hmm. um, it just Absolutely. is the it is, is these kind of distortions is another thought process of um, what happens when you wake up so the behavior is part of um, not necessarily the thoughts, it's like the doing. So yep. is, is the behavior part um, the negative part, like the person's coming in with, or is this the part of the behavior that you're retraining? It's usually, so it's the part that we're retraining usually. And, and the key reason for this is because, and it sounds a little counterintuitive, is that most of the behaviors that people do to try and correct poor sleep end up making it worse. And so what we're actually, what you're learning to do is how to reset some of these behaviors that you've done because you probably thought that they were a great way to like cope with, you know, being awake at two or three o'clock in the morning. And, and I would say, you know, great job for trying something. Um, But unfortunately, a lot of times these behaviors, like you just mentioned one, like going to the grocery store in the middle of the night is another one that's unfortunately just going to make the problem even worse. All right. So that sounds like, you know, a big portion of it. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're talking about next time? You got it. Absolutely. We're going to talk all about behavior. But before we can kind of get there, it's helpful to really understand that, you know, 
and a good analogy that I, that I use with my clients is that you you really want to understand that there's really kind of two large processes at, at a minimum at work when it comes to sleep. One is your sleep pressure or your sleep drive. The other one is your, your natural kind of circadian rhythms, which are just a, several of these just different processes, like you're changing your heart rate, changing your blood pressure, changing different kind of neuroendocrine and hormone kind of cycles that happen throughout your body. That's the you part. Yep. And then on top of that, though, is the part of sleep pressure, which we have to make sure that we're, we're creating enough sleep pressure as we go throughout our day. And that's also why I would say another take-home message is that sleep is actually a 24-hour concern for a lot of people. It's not just about what you do at night that gives you better sleep. It's about what you do during the day as well. And that's going to definitely be like a cliffhanger because people are like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? And I'm here to tell you what you do in the morning when you wake up absolutely impacts your sleep when you go to bed at night. All right. So um, I think that's a great place to kind of, you know, be able to have the structure Mm -hmm. for understanding cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. for treating insomnia. And so let's give the listeners some sort of homework prior to their next, um, to our next recording so that they can kind of work through this with us, mm-hmm. our own little like podcast Ooh, insomnia book. Absolutely. You know, I have been recommending that book to people recently. Good. I think it's great. I think it's a great little workbook. Shout out to Stephanie Silverman. Yeah, it's a great little workbook. But I think, you know, and the, the only caveat I think is, again, some of the calculations I've done in the sleep diary can be a little intense for most people. But what I think is really helpful about it is that any information I think is a good place to start for most people. Okay, so go online mm-hmm. um, and maybe look up what a sleep log or a sleep diary looks like. Absolutely. And the actually, there's a free one that the American Academy There's 10,000 free ones. Yep, they yeah. got it. I, what I, I like have, about that one. I hand you? that one out in my office. Yeah, you got it. And you just bubble it in. You bubble so it in. So it's the, the American blocks. Academy of Sleep Medicine sleep log or sleep diary. If mm-hmm. you go to Google, you can do that. And what I like about it, especially if you print it out, is I keep the back blank. Mm-hmm. So then you can have your own little legend, uh, you know, maybe the house caught fire one night and yep. maybe two nights later is uh, when you actually finally got to go to sleep. Um, but, you know, the other nice thing is it gives you little points in there. If you had any caffeine, if you took mm-hmm. medicines, did you drink alcohol, did you exercise? So it, it gives you some good stuff. There's a couple other sleep logs that are a little bit more intense. So if you do find that maybe... Um, it really is more the thought process, mm-hmm. and you want to write out more stuff than bubbling in. There's a lot more things to go over. Um, and my small size non-psychologist brain, um, <laughs> I like the bubble because it really is very you know, calculatable. The other one is not as calculatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does maybe get to see for your, yourself or working with a um, practitioner on this mm-hmm. is making sure that you're seeing patterns that that pop up a hundred percent i would say you know homework activity for the very beginning is literally all 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 that you really want to do right now is just get a good understanding of what are your current patterns and your current patterns be might be what is your average time of getting into bed which maybe that's like you know midnight one o'clock in the morning what's your average time about actually falling asleep so for example when you get into bed at midnight do you actually stare at the ceiling until one or two o'clock in the morning And then what's your average time of waking up the next day? Is it always like, is it 6 a.m.? Is it 12 p.m.? And then how long do you stay in bed before you actually get out of bed and start your day? Like those four things are great pieces of information that you can gather fairly consistently from that AASM um, or the American Academy of Sleep Medicine bubble and log. 
Um, the one that you would get when you work um, with me is a little bit more complicated than that, um, but that's because there's some specific things that we're working at. Um, and maybe we can take, take a deeper dive into sleep tires next time too. So I'm gonna show you some fun data on the shelf. That's great, okay. So um, remember that sleep doesn't have to be hard. Sleep Takeout gives you real practical solutions and your questions answered. I'm Dr. Bond, and I'm a licensed psychologist. And I'm Dr. Zatuni, board certified in sleep and pulmonary medicine. And we have been just coming to you from Florida to talk about sleep advice without a pill. And we look this... forward to seeing you next time. Absolutely. Next time, Sleep Nation. <laughs>